It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley and... Noah, man, this is Junior Friday, baby Friday. What is it, Noah? Uh, Friday Junior is what I like to call it, but as long <laughs> as you throw the word Friday in there, as I say, man, we are just, we're right there. We're almost at the end of the week. We're almost at the end of the week, but uh, man, I tell you, we done had some fantastic shows this week, and uh, we got another one tonight, and you know that we always do once a month hot topics. And we got some very exciting topics that we're going to talk about tonight. And I'm just so excited uh, to, uh, I mean, to get to these topics because they are hot in the news. And uh, our listening audience, you want to be part of the conversation, that's one 344 And Noah, man, we got some fantastic guests Uh yeah, I was looking over the lineup. Got some three great, brilliant minds here ready to talk about these topics. So it should be good, good times and good information. And you know what? I, I tell you, one of the topics we're going to talk about is, is veterans. And uh, I, I actually served with two of the guests uh, that's on the show. Oh, did you really? Uh, I didn't know that. Uh Pentagon, White House, everything. Man. <laughs> I mean, uh, these are some extraordinary guests. And, uh, yes, uh, retired, uh, naval officers, uh, and, uh, one of them used to be my boss. <laughs> and we're going to get to that one later, but, uh, brilliant minds, as you mentioned. And, uh, we're going to have a great time tonight, uh, just exploring, uh, their thoughts and our listening audience thoughts. You know, so how, how had your day been so far, man? It's been pretty good. You know, just, uh, producing live radio is always exciting and, you know, just at the end of the day now, ready to get this great show on to see about the different opinions. Because I know we have different opinions between, you know, the, 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 the circle of guests that we have on. And that's how we learn and get better. Man, it's great, man. It's, uh, I mean, we're glad to be in prime time. I mean, you have to on live radio and uh, streaming all over the world. You know, so uh, I tell you, uh, Michelle, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm excited, ready to go. I am just, I just, I'm so happy that these guests have agreed to be on the show. And this is going to be a very interesting, um, hot topic show. So uh, why don't you tell the listener once a little bit about the topics that we're going to talk about? Sure. The first topic is television news media reporting biases. The next topic is helping our veterans transition from military life to civilian life. And topic three is voter ID and other measures to help safeguard our elections. Well, Cheryl, why don't you uh, introduce our guests? Uh, let, let, let the audience know who our panel is for today's show. Yes, our panel is Joshua Goldsmith, who is a fi financial consultant and life insurance agent for almost 15 years. His passion is helping people towards achieving financial independence. He started Goldsmith Financial in 2012 and works as an independent consultant clearing through LPL Financial, the biggest independent broker dealer in the nation. Our next guest is Bernadette M. Semple. Bernadette M. Semple is a CFSI fellow. She's a native of Laurelton, Queens. She's also a wounded warrior, former candidate for the New York State Senate and CEO of newly formed Semple Fidelis Group. A visionary during her military career, she has served at the highest levels of the United States government and handpicked for the most challenging and visible jobs to include Flag Lieutenant, Aide to Commando Naval Forces, Marianas, United States Commander-in-Chief, Pacific Command Representative in Guam. That's Commander Bernadette Semper. I mean, when she had not put that in there, I had to throw that one in there. Who was our next guest? The next guest is retired Navy Lieutenant Commander William Smiley as the lead program manager for cybersecurity for the Program Executive Office for Submarines, U.S. Navy, LCDR, retired 
William Smiley is responsible for ensuring all program managers, engineering, IT professionals, as well as senior leadership understands what is required for obtaining critical authorizations to operate OCONUS, CONUS, and at sea for the Department of the Navy. Mr. Smiley has over 35 plus years of specialized cyber ISR on manned vehicles, information technology, naval and industry experience. He honorably served over 25 plus years in the United States Navy military service, returning at N2 and 6 LCDR information, professional information warfare officer. Wow. You know, so uh, we got a lot of experience and a lot of talent on the panel today. But, Shia, why don't you uh, tell our listening audience the purpose of today's show? Oh, great, James. The purpose of today's show is to discuss the, have an open discussion on today's hot topics, to bring insight to our listening audience on some of the issues and concerns on these topics, and collaborate with our panel and callers on recommendations to solve some of these issues. Wow. So, um, no, I think that uh, uh, since we already introduced the panel, we might as well get started. You know, so... uh, Let's talk about the the first topic. Michelle, can you introduce that? Yes. Television news media reporting biases. 56% of Americans, for example, said they agreed with the following statement. Journalists and reporters are purposely trying to mislead people by saying things they know are false or gross exaggerations. Question number one. In your opinion, has television news reporting been biased based on the network's beliefs? If so, in what way? We'll start with you, James. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Uh, I believe that uh, uh, today's news is completely biased because it's um, everything is opinionated. And I believe that uh, most of the major networks are not sticking with the facts. They are only sticking with things that sound good to their audience. And uh, by not doing that, I mean, Back in, I guess, the 60s and the 70s, Michelle, we had all the, uh, we had like Walter Cunkrite, we had all of these other we, folks. We had Dan, um, Dan Rather, Harry Reasoner, Barbara Walters. We had res- um, anchor reporters who just reported the news, the facts, and not skewed it a certain way. But, but right now, I believe that, uh, <laughs> we done lost focus on what's facts. And what's fiction, you know, so uh, and um, I, I believe that we need to refocus and we all need to come together because the news is the biggest driver of uh, other people, uh, other people in the world, especially the people in America. So uh, I, I think we need to jump back on uh, on the, the facts opposed to just uh, trying to sell uh, news uh, stations and, and et cetera. Commander Semple, what is your opinion on, on that question? Can, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, great. So, yeah, I agree with you 100%. It's really disappointing um, how news is so-called reported right now because it's not news. It's analysis and it's opinion. It's not based in fact. And it really hurts us as a country because we've always known that uh, well, our news was an important part of how our government worked. But I remember in graduate school, some of my professors saying that the news, the news organizations think that they are the fourth arm of government, and they're not. Okay, they're not, but they think they are. And they've gone overboard in terms of not the news, and it really hurt us in terms of COVID, because I've always been a person after ever since I went, I wrote my thesis in graduate school, I started watching foreign news, right? And I was reading, you know, I wrote my thesis on China Africa relations. And I was reading Chinese newspapers and they were talking about um, us criticizing them on their human rights. And they said, Oh, you're gonna criticize us? You have two million black men in jail. And this was back in nineteen ninety three and I was like, What are they talking about? I had no idea. And then I started doing the research to find out, you know, it was the Biden and the, the, the law that they put up, two million black men in jail. If you want to know what's going on in the United States, you've got to go read foreign newspapers. Go listen to the Australians, BBC, go listen to other news factions outside the country, and you'll know what's going on in this country. That's the only way you're going to know. Wow. You know, that's a, a great answer. You know, we're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back. 
And we're going to ask Commander Smiley and also Joshua Goldsmith their opinions on that question. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and uh, I tell you, we're talking today uh, hot topics, and uh, the first topic that we're talking about, and as uh, Michelle stated, 56% of Americans said that they believe that most of the journalists and the news reporting is false or is misleading and um my question uh and we just had commander uh simple answer ask the question answer the question we call on commander smiling now in your opinion has television news reporting been biased based on the network belief if so why well uh like i said before as my colleague said earlier commander simple is that it is biased right it's only skewed to a certain dynamic or certain positions, be it political or environmental, right? It's not the full picture. So television has now become, I I call it, the glamour life, right? Which means we're looking for that quick money, the quick down and dirty things that will get people's attention so we can get views, right? Television is about viewing. News is about viewing. That's how you stay in your spot, you know, be it Fox News or ABC. So what do I show the people? Do I show them the truth? Or do I show them just the, the tidbits of the truth that makes it interesting and make you sit at home and look at the 5, the 7 o'clock, the 11 o'clock news? So until we... And I say we as the entire uh, American society say, okay, hey, we want the truth. It's going to always stay skewed. You know, it, it takes all of us to start saying that, hey, there is everything, be it from COVID to wearing masks to now not wearing masks to the Delta virus that will come out. You know, how many... How many shots will I take in the next year to be fully vaccinated, right? And then how many people that are not vaccinated because you can't ask that question, you know, that wasn't wearing masks when 
we were going through the big part of COVID. So, um, what do you do? You know, I tell people you, you have to be looking to yourself, and you also got to search for facts, right? It's just like in school. School gives you theory. You're absolutely the theory, right. You go out to go and, and apply practical use, right? We all have degrees. We use our degrees, but until you put it in a practical mm-hmm. use, it's just theory. So that's my opinion about that specific question. Man, that was a great answer. Uh, Joshua, what do you think about that? Uh, no doubt that the uh, news networks are biased. Uh, but, you know, it's it, to, to what degree? And so you get people on the left and you get people on the right. Uh, you've got both, you know, major networks, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC. You know, these are biased networks based on where it's coming from. But more importantly, what is the news and according to whom? What is the news and according to whom? What is behind these networks? Where, what is their alternative agenda? Uh, what I want to know, I want to know, I want to know the facts. I want to know the, 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 the root news. I want to know world news. I want to know that there were, there were 400 rockets being lobbed into Israel uh, you know, a few weeks ago, uh, in, in a 24 hour period. And I want that reported prime time and I want coverage of that. Now there was not coverage of that. You had to, you had to search for that. You know, who is the villain opposed to who is the hero here? Uh, you know, it gets skewed. I want to know true news. I want to know what the homeless numbers are. are. I want to know what the, what the real issues are of today. I want to know how many people are dying from hunger in my state, in my country. I want to know, I want to know the cancer numbers. I want to know science. You know, the, we, we, we are lacking a true coverage of the true issues that are facing us today. Uh, environmental issues, scientific progress and uh, biogenome g- uh, progress true technologies you know dude where are we with batteries why can't my cell phone still you know hold a charge for a couple weeks instead of you know not you know 10 hours uh you know the the technology is out there there's so much cover-up going on uh and 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 then yet you know it it makes me feel really good to see you know the firemen you know save the, the cat from the tree at that you know the last news story of the day well we have some serious news uh, that, that we're up against, that we have to face every day, uh, that, that we're just not being, being told. Uh, so, so I, I, you know, there's a big fail going on, uh, in, in the networks right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. I like that. Good fail. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, Noah, what are your thoughts on it? I agree with a little of what everybody has said. It's definitely not reporting anymore. I've, I've, Loved paying attention to the news cycle, even when I was growing up and used to have really stalwart reporting where people would present the facts and actually give you journalism and a story. And you could obviously connect the dots. You don't see that anymore. There's a lot of more opinion. There's a lot more slandering of the other side that they don't necessarily agree with, no matter what network you're watching, because a lot of the networks are all owned by these big corporations and they give you a lot of misleading facts that are slanted or just partial facts and what you have to do, which unfortunately a lot of us don't have the time to do. I do because I work in the news media here in radio, but a lot of people don't is fact check. You can go and you can fact check stories Mm -hmm. on the different television networks. But unfortunately, again, people are taking care of their families and they're working their nine to fives. And so they can't do that. And so you're really doing the television news media is doing a huge disservice. And again, I'm not saying every news network, but a lot of them to the people that they're actually trying to have watch their product. And it's it's just sad because they're supposed to be there to tell us what is going on and to provide us with a public service. And that's just not happening, James. Wow. And uh, each one of you guys' responses was, was right on. And uh, listen, audience, I know you listen to this. If you want to be part of the conversation, that's 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. 1170. Michelle, what's the next question? The next question and um, is challenge your views. Do you make an active effort to watch other news channels or articles featuring views that oppose your own? 
Do you stay open and curious about viewpoints that differ from your own? Yes or no? Let's start with you, James. Yeah, you know, I、uh, I try to watch all the networks as much as I can, and、uh, because I'm not、uh, far center. I mean, I'm not far left or far right. I'm, I try to stay in the middle, and、uh, I watch、uh, CNN, Fox,、uh, NBC. I, I watch them all,、uh, but、um, also I compare. <laughs> uh, on, on, on certain things that who is really trying to get the truth out there and not be biased. But I, I have come to the conclusion that all of the stations are kind of biased right now. And、uh, but I do make an asserted effort to uh, uh, listen to the news, even if it's not、uh, what I believe to be true. So、um, let's start off with Smiley. What are, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Well. Um, I guess I, I, I'm more withdrawn from the news.、Uh, as said earlier, I'm more into fact checking, meaning doing my own、um, discovery of something that comes out. And just like Joshua said, you know,、um, tell me about the fire that just took out a whole family. And how do we get to them to help them be in a better place during that time? The family members that are left. I mean, it's it, it's hard because if you really look at the news channels, if you if you look at five, seven, and nine at different times, they're just like running right into each other, repeating the same thing. If you really look at it. Right, it's not where you're going to see a real different major alert or something different. They're going to tell you if you're in your local news, all of them are going to tell you the same fire what happened on every channel. So, so、oh, yeah. to get away from that, you you have to use other avenues of research. You know, yeah, we have the internet,、um, reading, but also sometimes it's really getting out there. And just get into your environment and learning what's really going on. Yeah, Brian, there. What what is what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I grew up in a family where we're just voracious reading, and like I told you, my parents were like super smart. As kids, ten kids, we used to fight over the newspapers in the morning, and we used to get the New York Times delivered, the New York Post, the Daily News, and the Newsday, and we fight over newspapers. So I have always like read conservative, liberal, and kind of formed my own opinion about things that were going on. But today, it's so polarized. It is so obvious that no one's reporting the news. No one's interested in truth. Everybody's just interested in profit and loss. In my opinion, they're interested in their profits and loss balance sheets, and it's really, really hurting our country. Like I said before. The news people in this country really feel like they're the forefront of the government. They are stronger than our Supreme Court, than our president and our Congress, and they do have puppet strings on our Congress. And I'm not going to say that again. Wow, you know, a great answer. You know, we have to take a station break. We're going to come back, and we're going to ask Joshua and Noah what their thoughts are on that one. Then we move into the next topic. If you want to be part of the conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. It's your life. I'm James Coley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Coley. There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet. As all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show. It's your life, and in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must-listen to for anyone who thinks they are stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country boy, city boy, a journey that ain't over yet. Is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the 
the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 96.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And uh, wow, we're talking hot topics today. I mean, we do this once a month. And uh, we got some uh, uh, pretty excited topics that we're talking about currently. Uh, we're talking about uh, uh, television news media reporting bias. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, Michelle, why don't you read uh, read that question again? The one because we got Josh coming up and got Noah coming up. So let's uh, read the question. Again. Okay. The question is: Do you make an active effort to watch other news channels or articles featuring views that oppose your own? Do you stay open and curious about viewpoints that differ from your own? Yes or no? Um, Josh, what do you think? Uh, you know, Michelle, I believe I do. I do. And I think most people that are, that are most reasonable people, I should say, will make an effort to, to look at the other side uh, of the coin uh, just for their own mental health, uh, to, just to know that they're on the right track. Uh, there's you know, again, there's different levels of bias. Um, now, I don't care which side you're on, uh, but when you say things and focus and focus and bring the focus on things that are just not going to be healthy, healthy and relevant to the public, you know, you're doing the whole country a disservice. Uh, you know, uh, in addition, the facts have been under attack in this country uh, and on uh, several of the networks. You can't dispute one plus one equals two. You can't dispute, you know, the, you know, you can, you know, a theory is, you know, gravity is a theory, right? A theory is, is, is just not proven, you know, wrong. So, you know, everything remains a theory, uh, you know, but you can measure, for example, the, polar ice caps they're melting you can measure that the, the oceans are rising you can measure that scientifically you can measure global warming you can show the data and what happens is a lot of these a lot of these science science communities you know they, they get paid off by different organizations and they get skewed you know so so people stop trusting in in the results but we, we need to get back to the core and, and remember we're we're only as great as our, our least among us you know, so we've got to look out for each other here and, and and we've got to really help each other on this one. Thank you, Josh. What about you, Noah? Do you make an active effort to watch other news channels? I like what Joshua just said. We all have to look out for each other. And while my values are conservative, when I'm watching news or listening to news or reading news, I'm not looking for a conservative perspective. What I go to the news for, no matter what outlet is, I'm going for facts, like we talked about with the first question. I want to know what's going on. I honestly don't want a hardcore opinion on it. I want to say, hey, this is what's going on, and these are the facts. And maybe there's a, you know, there, there's a little bit of an opinion afterwards. But again, I think a lot of the networks, whether they are conservative or liberal, have done a disservice, as was just pointed out, because there's more of the hardcore opinion and less of the facts that are given. And that doesn't really service 
anybody, no matter what the news story is. But yeah, I do try and watch a lot of the different networks that would be in, in just a different ballpark than what I would maybe hold as personal values. And even when I'm on my own radio show, I like it when there's disagreement. You learn more, not only about the opposing viewpoint, but about your own viewpoints when you actually can have a conversation. And especially when there's disagreements, that's how America was founded and that's how it works so well. And we need to look out for one another, but we got to have the news networks out there give us the facts and not just a slant or just what they think is going to make them the most money. Wow. I think we got our value here out of, out of uh, that topic and each one of you guys was fantastic. I want to switch uh, to our next topic where we're talking about helping our veterans transition from the military life to civilian life. Michelle, can you read them? Yes. Military service is difficult, demanding, and dangerous, but returning to civilian life also poses challenges for the men and women who have served in the armed forces. You know, so uh, I, I have two of my closest friends that I served with that's uh, on this panel, and uh, they really know about this because we all had to make that transition uh, from the military uh, to uh uh, civilian life and uh, a lot of times it's, it's it's tough and uh, sometimes we never get over there's a lot of homelessness out there a lot of ptsd a lot of different things that uh, affect uh, military veterans uh transition from um the military to civilian life i want to start off with commander Semper. commander Semper, in your opinion is it hard for military veterans to transition from the military to the civilian life Twofold. Okay, if you're retiring and you know that you're going to retire, then you know you planned. You know that for three months you may not get paid before your retirement kicks in, so you know all that. Now I have another perspective for for somebody who gets injured and their career is cut short, and then they go through all this medical thing, and then on one day your your board comes back and says, "Oh, you're out in ninety days." Well, how are you supposed to support yourself if you're still injured? And then they just kind of push you to the side, and then these other organizations pick you up, and you're just kind of out there. Thank God for, you know, otherwise there's a Wounded Warrior and, and um, these other organizations that come and, and fill the void, but it's, it's really difficult for soldiers and sailors and Marines and airmen who are injured who have to make that transition. That's where the... the their difficulty lies. And so, one, you don't have a job. Two, you may not have a uh, place to go and live. Three, you have the, you know, PTSD, which which ultimately sometimes leads to substance abuse. And so you have all these things coming together, and it makes it difficult. I thought about, like, I don't know how many of you have been deployed and they have these things called clues. I think that people really love having that camaraderie that you have in the military. And if we could have a place where injured soldiers can make that transition, maybe six months, um, they don't have to have a house, but just their own space where you could support them, they could have their number, and then they can help make that transition. But to just kind of cut them off and throw them in the street, and people probably not going to hear that, going to say, that's not happening, but it is happening, Okay. They don't have that support. They don't know where to turn. There are a lot of organizations out there, but they don't long know where to turn. And they're depressed but not longer be, no longer being with their, their comrades. Thank you, Commander Semple. Commander Smiley, what are your thoughts on that question? Well, some some of it as as long as Commander Semple. But the the biggest thing I, I say is it's the mindset, right? It doesn't matter if you did four, five, ten, and retired. It's a structured mindset that you you get into when you're in a military organization, and it's a 180 when you're out of that organization, and now you get into the civilian life, be it a contractor or government, right? It just some of the philosophies that we live by in uniform are not upheld mm-hmm. sometimes in in that civilian. The civilian when you turn over, so that's also a difficult change for for most. The higher you go up, the longer you stay in. You also 
being more and more uh, gravitated that you know you understand the military is now your career, and again, like Commander Simple said, that camaraderie, right? Because you know you get used to moving, you get used to being on deployment. Your family has to get used to you not being there. You have to get used to the missing by birthdays and deaths. Um, so it plays a lot on your mind. And then when it comes to the end, right, and like Commander Simple said, it, we don't do a good job of tra- for a transition, right? A two-day class, three-day class, and then you're, you're off into your new life, right? Um, and for most people, it's hard. It's a hard change when you've done something so long. So that's just my viewpoint on that one. You know, um, yeah, that that's 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 great. And so I tell you, um, what do you guys believe the government can do uh, to help assist uh, in the transition from military to uh, the veterans to uh, the civilian life? Um, we're gonna start with you, uh, uh, Joshua. I know you're not wasn't in the military, but do you understand this? I do. I, I actually have a good friend uh, who served five combat tours. Uh, in the Navy, and he uh, he's had some trouble uh, coming back, uh, you know, being diagnosed with PTSD, um, substance abuse, uh, volatile relationships. Um, but he seems to draw that to him. And even though uh, myself and other friends have kind of helped to you know nudge him in the right direction, shown him what's going on, you know he he still kind of dwells back to the volatility. He wants that adrenaline rush. And so there are programs actually, uh, and he was in a program um, in San Diego uh, where he was living in there and they had groups uh, several times a day and, you know, they give him support. And I think there's even some money that the military gives uh, for our veterans uh, when they enter these programs. This must be one of the better programs. I'm sure there's a, a lack of these types of programs across the board. Uh, but integration, JC, I think is, is, is very key because PTSD, I, I think can be overcome, but at the same time, we have to identify these mental health issues and, and find out, you know, there, it could include brain damage too. And, uh, you know, maybe they could brush their teeth and maybe they can, you know, get up every day and, and, and hold down a job. But maybe, you know, maybe there's deficiencies, big deficiencies in other departments that aren't being addressed with, with our veterans coming home. Um, and, you know, we've had, we've had a history of, uh, kind of ignoring that. I mean, with it, you know, you know, the Vietnam War, um, you know, uh, certainly our country wasn't as welcoming as we should have been to, to our vets. Uh, so there's definitely a lot of attention, and it's a big it's a big issue. You know, need, uh, you know, a lot of attention that needs to be given to this. And you're absolutely right, but uh, I'm I'm a piggyback off uh, Commander Smiley. I I think that uh, the government uh, should play a, uh, a bigger role in this. Uh, uh, just like uh, what Commander Smiley was saying, they give you a three or four day seminar, and and they kind of release you out there without all the information and and transitioning back. Uh, to the civilian life, getting back with your family after you've been away for a while. And, and just like Commander uh, Simple mentioned, job, jobs and a lot of other things that could be occurring and that, and they give you 90 days to get out because of, uh, 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 issue or problem. So, uh, this is a major issue. We need to pay a little bit more attention, but we're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and we're going to talk uh, on our third topic. Voter ID and other measurements of safeguarding our elections. You know, if you want to be part of the conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. 
It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming now on the Answer San Diego app and odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And uh, hey, we are talking about hot topics today. And we already have explored uh, two of our topics of uh, uh, and we're getting ready to uh, uh, hit topic number three. But, Michelle, what were the first two topics that we talked about? The first two topics we talked about was um, the bias in the news media, um, how we're transitioning military um, veterans from military life to civilian life. So what is the third topic that we're going to talk about? The third topic is voter ID and other measures to help safeguard our elections. Advocates of voter ID laws argue that it is essential to establish a voter's identity in order to prevent fraud. Opponents claim that photo ID requirements disenfranchise minorities and people without the means to obtain a photo ID and that these laws address a problem that does not exist. You know, so uh, we're going to talk about we're going to ask the first question is uh, for, you know, why do you believe voter ID is, is a hot topic now? Well, it's definitely a, a, a hot topic because I know there's some out there that think that you're, as was just mentioned, that there's some that aren't able to obtain a voter ID. But I think what really needs to happen if this is something that is going to go forward, and I believe personally that it should, because I think that to vote is there's no greater responsibility for every American citizen. And that is just something that that we should take pride in. And it should be more secure so that we can each feel very prideful that our vote counts. And we shouldn't have to worry about any of this fraud stuff that might be out there. It shouldn't be easier. Voting shouldn't be easy. However, in saying that with voter ID, it should be known that they there needs to be Requirements, obviously, but make requirements that every American citizen is able to go through the process to verify so that they can have that identity verified and they can get that voter ID. But there shouldn't be requirements that exclude one person or the other. But I think you can do it in a way so that everybody is able to obtain one. Great answer. Great answer. Commander Simple. In your opinion, do you believe voting ID laws have a disproportional impact on minority voters? Absolutely not. And it's a, when you say minority, really, they're talking about um, African. I don't want to use African American. ADOS, American descendants of slaves, who have been here for 400 years, and you're telling me that we don't know how to get an ID? Are you joking? Okay, I look at all. Doing genealogy, I look at all my ancestors. I'm a 17th generation American. Guess what? All of my ancestors got married. All of it is recorded. Baptism, their names. This country has kept pristine records. They want to say that some people don't have birth certificates. Okay, but you know what? They have Social Security. You can't get benefits unless you have an ID. You can't get welfare unless you have an ID. You can't fly unless you have an ID. You can't get a job unless you have an ID. You can't buy alcohol, which they have plenty of in our neighborhoods, without an ID. You can't buy cigarettes without an ID. 
You can't adopt a pet. You can't buy a house. You can't rent a house. So why are they just making our race, our Americans who have been here for years, as their basis for saying it's suppression? We have ideas. Ask for it. Thank you, Commander Smile. Thank you, Commander Semple. Commander Smiley, do you believe the goal of closing many polling places is a good idea? And is this being proposed or implemented to discourage voter turnout? What are your thoughts? Well, um, I don't, I don't see the the reason. So let's look at the voter voter polling areas are based on your location and where you live, right? In your school district. By closing some, you will impact some of the people that do not have means to get to that new polling station, right? So if I live maybe, uh, let's say, 25 miles away from my first polling station and you close it and now I had to go 50 miles, you know, it's already hard to get to the 25, right? So unless you're going to say that we're going to ensure people can get there, you're going to definitely lessen the voting pool because in, in our society, everybody doesn't have the luxury of having a vehicle. You know, mm-hmm. everybody doesn't have the luxury of being able to be on a bus route that might go past that place. Right. So, uh, I don't, I don't see, see the value in that because that doesn't deter voter ID or fraud. Matter of fact, that helps to get more voters in those locations that are hard to get to. So that's my, my my um, take on that because it will discourage. I mean, if I can't get there, I'm not going to go vote, right? And that's the bottom line. If you, if you can't get to the voting station, I'm not going to vote. Thank you, Commander Smiley. Excellent point. Joshua, state lawmakers have already passed one measure that would, well, some state lawmakers have already passed one measure that would stop the practice of automatically mailing ballots to voters on the state's permanent early voting list, now called the active early voting list. If they had not voted in at least one election over a four-year period, do you agree or disagree with this measure and why? Well, I, you know, the bottom line on this issue is vote. You know, they're not sending, you know, uh, voters, you know, their their ballots, uh, or they are sending them their ballots. I don't care. Get out and vote. Some people will say, Oh, uh, it, it, you know, people died, you know, for my right to vo- not vote. You know, and, and I look at it look like, um, it, did my head just spin a 360? Like, uh, it, I, I think it is the responsibility of every citizen in this country to get out there and vote. You know, they, as far as the early, you know, uh, the, the specific issue, you know, Michelle, you know, the, get rid of the Electoral College. Get rid of it. And have the popular vote. If everyone voted, if we, if we, you know, if we incentivized it even with everybody to, you know, in this, across the, across the board, where every, every United States citizen is now going to vote. Other countries have this. Why don't we? We can, we can have our voices heard if we really want to take this, this public, if we want, if we want to take the country back as, as the, we, the people, then we have to decide as a country that this is what we're going to do. We're going to make our voices heard. And, and, and guess what? There will be, you know, uh, 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 a winner and, and there will be re- the result that will be valid. And you're always going to have some, you know, maybe Democrats, you know, saying gerrymandering, or maybe Republicans calling fraud, you know, and there's different levels of truth and all these things. But, you know, the, the, the bottom line is get out and vote. And, and, and make your voice heard and, and, and show support for what you believe in, because that's what makes this country. That's who we are. That's, you know, that, that's why we fought in, in these wars to, to protect our freedoms. And they're still there. They're under attack every day. But our freedoms are still there. And, and, and I would there's no place I'd rather be than here in this country. 
Wow. You know, great answer. Uh, we're coming down to uh, the last few minutes of the show, but I got a question. Do you believe early voting should be reduced? If so, why or why not? Let's start with you, Noah. I'm going to keep it rather simple and rather short because it's something that I've always believed. Uh, we have midterm elections every two years. We have presidential elections every four years. We know the date that it's going to happen on. You can easily set a time, set aside time to make it happen. Your employer is obligated to make sure you're taking the time to do that. Uh, so there's no excuse and there should be no early voting. It should be on election day. The only exception I would give is if you're disabled or if you're in the military. Other than that, you show up on election day and you vote. If you can't, then unfortunately you don't vote. What are your thoughts, Commander Smiley? Well, I, I concur with uh, Noah. I mean, we all know the date, but the big thing is that caveat. You know, if you're disabled, elderly, military that are doing overseas rotations and things like that, PCS, because some giving somebody an early vote sometimes don't mean that they're going to show up. You know, it, it means that, hey, they might forget when it really counts, right? And, and I hate to say it, when it really counts is the actual day of, and um, we just, you know, we just got to keep it, keep it focused. We have wow. to keep the structure. Well, we have ran out of time, but I want to thank uh, my great panel, Joshua, uh, Goldsmith, Commander Smiley, Commander Simple, you know, for taking the time to uh, come and be part of the show today. We're going to have to get you guys back on again because we do this once a month. I'd like to thank Michelle, my co-host, for always being here and supporting. I'd like to thank my great producer, Noah Dingley. You know, that's uh, that's my guy. He keeps everything flowing. And uh, most importantly, I'd like to thank our listening audience for taking time to tune in uh, to the show. We're always looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message to you. We'll be back tomorrow. Same time. Same place. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been The James Cooley Show. It's Your Life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley.